I'm Jim and this is On The Left Side, The Funny Football Show. What a strike from Lane Baines! And the dance of delights from Duncan Ferguson again as he hugs the ball boys. Do you remember a few weeks back when the world of football was pretty universally impressed with the ruthless efficiency with which Tottenham sacked Mauricio Pochettino and hired Jose Mourinho? Sure, some people didn't think it was the right decision, but we were all pretty impressed with how quickly the whole thing panned out. Well, it turns out Arsenal and Everton both looked at the efficient, well-oiled, decisive action taken by Daniel Levy and thought, nah, don't want to do any of that shit. It's been a few weeks now since Everton and Arsenal sacked their respective managers, which you'd imagine, as a responsible, multi-million pound business, would only be the kind of decision you'd undertake if you had a cast-iron plan for the future in place first. Right? No. It would seem wrong. Since sacking their bosses, both clubs have acted with all the decisiveness of an old-age pensioner looking for a road-crossing gap in three lanes of heavy traffic and are yet to make a call on who their new boss should be. Both preferring to rely on the talents of two former players in Big Duncan Ferguson and not-so-big, unless you're talking about those Calvin Klein ads he did, Freddie Lundberg. For Arsenal, it turns out that sacking your experienced European manager and promoting a member of your backroom staff with no previous managerial experience doesn't magically fix a defence that is already marginally worse than Prince Andrew claiming he spent an evening in the Woking branch of Pizza Express. Because going to Pizza Express in Woking is an unusual thing for me to do. And now they seem just desperately short of ideas as to who they might like to get in to get them out of this bloody mess. The club are claiming they are planning on interviewing over 20 candidates for the job. Like it's the supervisor's job at the local branch of McDonald's or something. Although, I'm not quite sure if standing outside the Emirates Stadium shouting, Would you like to do it, mate? at random strangers is quite the due diligence that many fans would expect. Newspaper reports are suggesting that the Arsenal board's hit list contains names like Mauricio Pochettino, Max Allegri and Carlo Ancelotti. I assume in exactly the same way that my hit list for a new girlfriend contains names like Scarlett Johansson and Sofia Vergara. Although, to be fair, Arsenal probably wouldn't get arrested if they turned up at Max Allegri's house and hid in the bushes again. One name, surprisingly, that doesn't seem to be on the Gunners' most wanted list right now is that of Sam Allardyce. But obviously that is not going to stop him telling everyone how good he would be at taking that job, as he did on TalkSport. Would you take it if it was offered you right now? Would I take Arsenal? Would you? Yeah. Of course you'd take Arsenal, well, then, yeah, I'd know I my think man so. who'd take Arsenal, but I don't think them f- fashionable for Arsenal. I, I, that's the problem. I feel that the way it's been portrayed as me as a manager wouldn't be wouldn't be associated with Arsenal as a football club. I do think he believes truly that he will never get the Arsenal job purely because he's not fashionable enough or foreign enough or whatever it might be this week. It is, of course, nothing to do with his record as a manager that's seen him win a total of two titles in 30 years of management. The Irish First Division title with Limerick and the Third Division title with Knox County. I mean, with that kind of record, you should just bunny hop the Arsenal job and go straight into Barcelona. Bring it on here, lads. But it's not just a job for himself that Big Sam wants. He also wants a new gig for his mate too. 
big dunk at Everton. I mean, these bigs really do stick together, don't they? We've had many a big player now with lesser experience than Duncan take up the mantle and do very well. Stephen at Rangers. Yes. And Frank, Derby and now Chelsea. You know, Dunk's got a lot more in the locker in terms of experience behind him and the two lads. Everybody knows his passion for Everton. It could be a, a major plus for Everton rather than going out looking for what they consider to might be a big, another big foreign name, Alan. You had to get the foreign thing in at the end, didn't he? Nothing better than a bit of passion in a football manager, though, is there? Far more important than, say, something like experience. I'm not sure it's that fair to compare Duncan Ferguson's experience with Gerrard and Lampard, to be honest. Lampard, who started his career at championship level with Derby, and Gerrard, who is cutting his teeth in the Scottish League before, no doubt at some point, eyeing a move to the Premier League. They are two players who played at the highest level for club and country, under some of the best managers in the world. Duncan Ferguson has played football under Sam Allardyce, David Moyes and David Unsworth, twice. He also has exactly two more matches experience as a Premier League manager than I do. But still, passion, yeah? Everton fans will no doubt be pleased that the board appears to have slightly more lofty ambitions than Big Sam or Duncan Ferguson. And reports are suggesting that they have intensified their pursuit of Carlo Ancelotti. I'm not entirely sure what intensified their pursuit means, but I'd imagine it would be something a little bit like this. See? Oh, hello. Is that Mr. Ancelotti? See? Please, can be our manager? Please, 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 please. Sky Sports, however, are slightly more confident than me and released a story this week saying the deal was almost done to get the former AC Milan, Bayern Munich and Chelsea boss up to Merseyside. This prompted Everton to take the slightly unusual step of releasing a response to clarify that when it comes to appointing a new manager, they've not really got any further yet. In fact, they released an official statement, essentially saying they wouldn't be releasing an official statement on the manager anytime soon. We can confirm that thus far, no contract offer has been made and no candidate has chosen to withdraw from the process. Riveting stuff. It's the football equivalent of printing a newspaper headline that just reads, No news today. Sorry about that. Sadly, there is news. Ridiculous news. And it comes from Italy. There is no doubt that football seems to have a rising issue with racism right now. And despite attempts to stamp it out from the game, each and every week there seems to be another story of a knobhead in the crowd or a player suffering abuse on the pitch. Many of these stories seem to come straight out of the Italian league, which isn't helped in any way by what would seem to be a complete and utter refusal from the powers that be in Italy to acknowledge that there is any kind of issue. Which is why it was so refreshing to see Syria announce that they would be launching a new, flashy, anti-racism campaign. Finally, some affirmative action. Now, when they were coming up with a campaign plan and an approach for the way they were going to handle this anti-racism drive, point number one on their very long list of priorities and details and suggestions should have been, don't use a picture of a monkey. In fact, it should have been points one, two, three, four, five, and probably six too. But it wasn't. And for their anti-racism campaign, Syria chose to use three 
pictures of monkeys with painted faces that were then put on display in their headquarters in Milan as part of their No to Racism campaign. Let me just say that again. As part of Syria's No to Racism campaign, they chose to use images of three monkeys. Are you kidding me? Who's running this campaign? Danny Baker? The artist responsible has always used monkeys in his work, and he says he uses the animal to represent mankind, and mankind all being the same. So there is no suggestion that the artwork of the artist himself is racist in any way. But at the very least, the application of it in this context is insane. With the Lee claiming that the images spread the values of integration, multiculturalism and brotherhood. The only thing this spreads values off is idiocy, short-sightedness and a complete lack of understandings of the problems they're trying to tackle in the first place. I wouldn't be surprised if the next phase of the campaign sees them getting the ball boys to black up. I'm pretty lost for words on this. In my view, the only way that monkeys should possibly be connected to this conversation is if the Italian FA were actually putting an old maxim to the test. You know the one about how if you put a thousand monkeys in a room with a thousand typewriters, they'll eventually complete the works of Shakespeare? Maybe that's how they came up with this new anti-racism campaign. Although I have a feeling that's giving them much too much credit. That is it from today's On The Left Side, and given the nature of how managers are rising and falling right now, it was probably all completely out of date by the time you listen to this podcast. But I hope you enjoyed it. If it was a little bit out of date, well, maybe you need a reminder when we release a new episode, a little notification, or something like that. If you do, then click subscribe, however you listen to podcasts, if it's on Apple Podcasts or Acast or in CastBox, or if you're listening in Spotify, you can click the follow button and it pretty much does the same thing and it lets us know you're our mate as well thank you for listening i'll see you next time this is on the left side on the left side is written and produced by ant mcginley and jim salverson 